Gnostic. HK-47 activated. What a piece of junk. Running checks through primary system. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Why someone would choose to broadcast your location all over the known galaxy. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking Assessment. for. No doubt you are bothering me because you wish to interrogate me with harmless, non-lethal questions. Or perhaps you need analysis of inferior organic commentary. With your hosts, Good Night Punk. An organic feedback. We would be honored if you would join us. Statement. My circuits are abuzz with anticipation of what your next task will be for me that does not involve ending the life of an organic meatbag that deserves death. Very well. Proceed with this mental interference. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 141st episode of the Shatter Order Podcast. I'm your host... Good night, punk. And with us, as always, is my good friend, Wink. What's up, dude? Oh, I'm feeling kind of sexy in my new shirt. What's going on? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I wish that my our connection could show off the shirt a little, little better. Yeah. Than what it is. But uh, yeah, I think me too. People can kind of see the outline there. Stand up. Ho- show it off. Hopefully. All right. Let me. Oh god. That may no. have been a little extreme. Sorry guys, no. but uh so I had showed off a little bit. I didn't have a lightsaber to like, you know, get a stance or anything, so that's that's what I had to do. Well, uh <laughs> You still you still can't see it. That's the funny part. But if you didn't know, oh, wink well, right there, our shirts came in. Uh I got my heck blue yeah, shirt. Yeah, they on, did. But uh he's got the R Do You Mod Bro shirt came in today. Mine was supposed to come in today. Yet somehow it couldn't get from L.A. to Phoenix in seven days. So I, I feel like I that's a pretty short distance too. Like that should be easy, right? I mean, seven and a half hour drive can't get yeah. here in a week. Come on, huh? I don't know. Interesting. Oh well. What? So, hey, you know how you can see the shirt even better than the live stream. Do, if wait. you go to bonfire.com ah. slash do you even mod bro and buy your own, they are freaking sick. So there you Hell go. yeah, they are. <laughs> they are sweet. Um, All right. I think I found something that was taking up some of my bandwidth. So maybe my internet, internet will be a little bit better. So um, right. yeah, definitely people go check out the shirts. It's unbelievably comfortable. Like I, these shirts are simply freaking amazing. Like it's just oh, it's lovely. It's, um, the, it's the Heather. You buy a Heather shirt and they're comfortable forever. I love the the Heather colors. They're yes, great. yeah. You you are obsessed. So, I, and they I do know don't that. shrink in the wash. So Ooh, very nice. That is a big thing for me. That is a bonus. So. All right. So uh, what are we doing tonight? We our friends at Blue Designs have some stuff for us to give away. So we're going to give away something tonight. Um, how are people going to win that? All right. So bingo, bong, bling, bong, bingo is back now. If you type 
exclamation point bingo in the podcast chat. You will get a link to the bingo cards and you can follow along with the game, fill out your bingo card. If you get a bingo, the first person to send it to either me and Wink and we confirm that you got five squares in a row, you will be the winner and you will be able to choose from a Yeti Yeti Nano, a Yeti microphone, uh, Lola headphones, the... Um, you can get a sexy compass. Compass, that's what I'm talking about. The compass might boom stand. Uh, any of those things. We got a big list of things you can choose from from our friends at Blue Microphones. So if you are able to get a bingo tonight, you will win one of those prizes and then we will get that mailed out to you. So get your bingo card, start filling it out, and whoever gets it, gets it to Discord, to me or Wink first, uh, will be the winner. So should be fun. Apparently, I'm making the bingo already, card easy. Uh, I know that the one about you having bad or low res video is already an automatic sign off. So. <laughs> uh, of course, that that one's a given every single week. <laughs> it's like a free square, indeed. Um, so yeah, there was some stuff that happened <laughs> this week. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. So why don't we just go ahead and jump into our first topic? Hey, let's do it. Hey guys, what did you do in Swoga this week? Alrighty, this week in Swoga, like, some stuff happened. So, not only was this an unbelievably productive week for me in Swoga as far as farming and hoarding and all that sort of stuff, um... Uh, I'll just get into it. So, obviously, with this Darth Revan stuff that's going on, Sean Fallen and HK-47, we got those reworks this week, as we'll discuss later. Uh, I feel so safe going with those two characters and gearing them. I went ahead and took HK to gear 12 and a half. He has all the regular gear 12 pieces. I am waiting on the gear 12 plus. I have both of his sitting there in queue. I'm just waiting to see what Revan actually needs before I throw them on HK. And my Basil Sean Fallen is gear 11. She needs 150 of those. Uh, I think they're the Mark, <laughs> Mark 6 nine, droid collars. Mark 6 Mark droid collars. Six yes. Droid collars. I saw that because that's who I'm gearing right now. And I saw that right after putting them on HK to get him to gear to 12. I realized that I just needed 150 more. And I'm like, well, this is going to be a while then. Yeah. Come on. um so uh yeah i think i'm at 130 of those things i'm getting close so i'm just hoping darth revan doesn't need them that's the problem uh we haven't seen the gear required for darth revan yet that's the thing i'm really waiting for because i've got all these carbonis these stun guns uh droid collars like all this stuff that i want to use there are several other characters i'm trying to gear up to but darth revan is the thing i'm waiting on so uh, we'll see that next week. So aside from gearing them, uh, I six starred Pimp Trooper and Imbo. Um, I'm working on getting them seven star. I'm doing node refreshes on them, trying to speed that process up. I finished off Candrus and Rose because obviously kind of important was Candrus. <laughs> obviously very unimportant is Rose, but hey, that's all right. Uh, she's she's done now. <laughs> um, and then. The other thing, 
I've I've seen a lot of people suggesting, you know, mods on Revan. So I did a Revan reveal video. If you haven't seen that, you can go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash pod and check that out where I talk about, you know, some of his abilities, how it's going to interact and suggested mods for him and stuff, which we're going to get into later. But um, offense sets are what you want with Darth Revan. Uh, I, I They're going to be critting all the time. And surprisingly, crit damage is not the mod set bonus you want to go with. You want to go with offense set. And I'll dig into that later and kind of explain why and everything. But I have been seeking out really awesome offensive uh, mods. So, I mean, that's... I was actually farming them and buying them and all that sort of stuff. Trying to make some progress there. That way I have some good sets ready to go. Because HK... And Darth Revan are both going to want those desperately. So I am just trying to make sure I have plenty of those to go around. What did you do this week in Swaga? Sounds very similar to me, actually. Obviously, we're all on the same path here. But I I hit Gear 11 on Karth, Ordo, Juhani and Batsilla this week, as well as HK47. But I went kept going with HK47 because I figure I'm gonna gear 12 him and Batsilla anyways, once I get Revan. So I got HK47 to gear 12. I'm working on Batsilla to gear 12, but I have everyone at gear 11 and one gear 12 for this event. So I'm feeling pretty good about gear. Nice. And it only took a week. You know, some of those are pretty crazy. If you look at Candor's Ordo at gear 11, he still takes a white piece. Damn. And get gear 10. Okay, Two so... Two white pieces on Candor's Ordo. Since you've taken Candor's and Karth and Juwani up to gear 11, how easy were they to get there? Like, did... Uh, I mean, uh, is there one of those characters over the others that you would suggest people actually gear up just because I'm kind of hoarding my gear because I want to make sure I have enough for Darth Revan, so I haven't geared those three characters. Like I said, Bessel of Fallen and HK, I had no issue doing because I know I'm going to use them, but the other three, I'm really hesitant on gearing. Why don't you sell me on the fact that I should be gearing one, two, or even all three of them? Well, I can tell you this much. Candorous and Ordo... Sorry, that's the same person. Candorous and Karth, getting them to gear 10 was really, really easy. Like, pretty much... Everything I needed for them, I had. Okay. It was just farming a few little pieces to get them to gear 10. So Interesting. And I don't think it was really that hard to get them to gear 11 either. Uh, Johanny is the one that kind of sucked to get at gear 11 because she's a tank, so obviously she takes uh, Carbontes and, and gotcha. the normal annoying things. So I would leave Johanny lower if I were you. Until okay. you figure out what you need her to have at. But Candace and Karth are really easy to gear. So I would recommend doing them if you have the time to do them. Especially okay. since they make a great... Uh, Johanny's not really put on any teams outside of this event that I know of. But Candace and Karth both fill out that uh, dot team. So having them high level anyway yep. is good. And they're pretty easy. And then you have, uh, obviously, G... HK and Badsilla are going to be this new tag we're going to talk about and probably mm-hmm. automatically be in with Darth Revan, so you want to gear them up anyway. Johanny's the one that's the wild card. 
Uh, I don't think you can ever have enough tanks. And since she's Jedi and there's tons of Jedi, she can help tank for a Jedi team anyway. That's so having really her at gear point. 11 for me wasn't a wasn't a big deal because sometimes you put, put old Ben on rebel teams instead of Jedi. Uh, then where are you at with tanks for Jedi, you know? So who are the other Jedi tanks? Who am I thinking of? I don't think... How many taunting Jedi tanks are there? Well, Kanan it depends. If one. you're using Bastila lead, I mean, any tank's a taunter. But, you know, Mace, the Kenobis, um, whoever you just said. Uh, there's another to, one. To Touch's question in chat... Gearing Johanni easier than gearing other uncommon scoundrel tanks that do dots. Johanni doesn't do dots, so that's why she doesn't really fit in the Karth team, besides just being Old Republic um, or scoundrel. So that's why I think you're better off with Gamorian Guard. Ew. If you want to tank. If not, Wampa. There you go. But they both do dots, and they're both uh, badasses. So there you go. Um, Fair enough. I actually threw the, I actually threw the Zeta on Karth's leadership this week. I had Ooh. a lot of Zetas laying around, and I like how, the uh, healing from the dots. So, how many Zetas did you have here. laying around? Because I mean, Zetas are kind of in short I order had with hundred and hundred and forty. Okay, yeah, Zeta that's mats. fair. I got so. You. I'm like whatever I can do, and that one seemed like the best option for this event to help make it easier other yeah. than like the other ones. So that's yeah. fair. I went with that one. And also finally, I've been talking about this week after week after week. I finally, once I finished with Juhani and, uh, Badstila, I went in on Django to finally finish him because I've been talking about him on the, what's it, what I've been doing this week for months Yep. So I got Django to seven stars. So I have all of the bounty hunters at seven stars now. So if I ever get time to gear something other than chasing meta, then I'm going to gear up all my bounty hunters because I will have two good teams that way. So, bounty hunters are awesome. So, Oh, I love them. They're so fun. And I haven't even ever played with Django, so I'm ready to have him as a leader for another bounty hunter team for sure. Very nice. So, how about we get into the update? What do you say? Uh, I think we can do that. <laughs> Strong with us, this update is Young Padawans. Alrighty, where do we want to start? Because, I mean, there's a novel of stuff we have to discuss. Well, I kind of broke it down into... They had a lot of just random dev posts with little bits of information in them. And then I find I, uh, other parts, another section, I have the reworks. We'll talk about the reworks. And then I kind of set it for last, the uh, Darth Revan kit, the Darth Revan dev interview post, and the Darth Revan frequently asked questions post, which came out like within the last two hours, probably. Yep. So we'll kind of go in sections because all, pretty much everything that came out this week has to do with Darth Revan and this event that's coming up. So we'll start off with the first post they had were changes to Deathmark and Taunt. Now, if you've ever played with Deathmark, you know how annoying it can be sometimes if someone taunts while you have someone Deathmarked. 
because the way it works currently before it gets changed is that if you death mark someone and someone taunts, you can't attack the um you can't attack the death mark. You have to attack the taunt. Right? I did not know that was the case. I thought Oh, it's super frustrating. Huh. Yeah, interesting. Super frustrating. I don't use death mark very often. Um so I guess that's why I didn't know. Yeah. So they're changing it now to be where the way I figure it should have always been, but the changes is um there'll be equal ground. So death mark, marked and taunt. If you have one of those out there on if you have three, all three of those out there, you can choose between all three on who you're going to attack. One is not going to take priority over the other. So if you have a marked character and a death marked character, you can pick either one or, you know, mix and match, whatever. They're all going to be equal footing. Nothing will be hiding behind one of the others anymore. Gotcha. So, Very cool. And to go along with that, abilities that ignore taunt will still ignore death marked, taunt, and marked. So okay. you're not, it works the other way as well. So Makes you can sense. bounce out of that. So. Very cool. Uh, um, let's see. Yeah, this, got this guy. Let's talk about that one. This next thing is just really interesting. Um, it's an entirely new tag. So, and there's one frustrating thing about Darth Revan's kit, which we'll get into later, but it is, uh, kind of related is the new tag sith empire not just sith but sith empire specifically which if you're unfamiliar with knights of the old republic it was the empire of the sith from that era so that is why sith and like the sith tag and the empire tag that we currently have in game doesn't really apply here it is a new tag it just happens to use those same two words uh and that includes darth revan basil sean fallen hk 47 sith assassin sith assassin sith marauder and sith trooper the only one of those who is not also a sith is hk 47 uh so that's kind of interesting and something else was they got rid of the old republic tag from Bastila Sean Fallen because obviously she turned and was no longer Old Republic. So, um, um, can I say, can I give a theory on why this was introduced? That's not like bad mouthing the basically, here's what I think this is brought in here for. I think that with the way that the kit is for Darth Revan, if they had left every Sith available to him under his leadership that it would have been far too overpowered i agree with you yeah so i think that the reason they had to make a new tag was so that they could work with what they had in this kit and only add certain characters so that the amount of overpoweredness wasn't so bad that nothing was beating him nothing like he was just there might be broken things with other characters with his kit things like that i think that the reason this was added was to kind of rein him in you know what i mean i completely agree with you and um he basically has zero sith synergy even though he does have the sith tag so you could take darth revan and stick him under you know emperor palpatine lead or whatever else if you wanted to but uh he's specifically made to work with these sith empire characters and 
the thing that it's it's kind of frustrating because it really limits the number of teams that you can build because his leader ability gives the plus 50% critical damage, which highly determines what mod set you want to go with with these characters. But you only get that 50% critical, critical damage increase if the entire team is Sith Empire. So to get the full use out of his leader ability, there's only a few team options that you really have. You know, um, I think there's basically three different team options. And that is either leaving out Assassin, leaving out Marauder, or leaving out Trooper. Because Basilisk Sean Fall and HK-47, I think, are too damn good to leave out of a Darth Revan team. Yep. It's, it's, it'll be interesting. Now, there is, there are six of them. So there is a choice to be made there if you're obviously running a five-man team. But uh, I think the one part that stings me the most about this is that... uh, other than Sith Trooper, who I have gear 12, Sith Assassin and Marauder are both, both gear 8 for me. So, yep, same either here. way, I'm going to have to make the choice on which one's better early on and try to gear them up first. Uh, I think I'm leaning towards Marauder, despite the fact that Assassin adds so much turn meter. But I think the turn meter train will start rolling really quick once you see the kit and what we're talking about there. But, yeah, I'm not well, totally sure. All right. Uh, do we want to go ahead and start talking about their kits? Because I, I kind of think whether you go with Assassin or Marauder is kind of important. All right. Well, let's go. Let's see what people thought in the podcast poll first of this news and then go into the ball, the reworks. What do you say? Since everyone loves a good poll, let's dance through the results and see what you thought this week. Analysis. This exchange is in danger of boring me. So I want to give a big shout out to <laughs> Salacious, who put together uh, a few things for the show this week. Uh, that Some HK47 quotes. If you're listening on the podcast, you heard the intro. Uh, next week, we'll play the intro again for the show on YouTube. But if you listen to the uh, podcast you know, from your podcatcher or whatever, you will hear the intro with HK47, which is quite hysterical as well. Um, So big shout out and thank you to Salacious for putting that together for us. Um, All right. Yes, we really appreciate it. It's pretty awesome. Yes. Very funny. I I (laughs) seriously, I laughed really hard the first time I heard that intro. Hilarious stuff. (laughs) Um, all right, so let's go ahead and jump into this poll. <laughs> well, I, a man walks into a bar. <laughs> That's all I could think when you said, let's jump into this poll. I don't get it. At first, uh, okay, let's see. Oh, never mind. Just keep going. Uh... Should we jump into the poll head first? Um, yeah. <laughs> Just move on. Yeah, that's... We're, uh, <laughs> all right, so let's go ahead and jump into it But before we go down that road. Um, <laughs> what do you think of the new Sith Empire tag? Uh, there were basically five different options and the possible... We, well, we had 162 responses, and this one... Um, the top answer was 
they well good grief i can't even read the whole answer top answer was they had to isolate who darth revan can affect not just all sith characters in order to push his character kids so pretty much the the same thing that we were just saying earlier about the new empire tag basically limiting the amount of options you have with them to make sure that the kit was not was workable in the game yep. and not uh, broken. Indeed. So, what was the next one? Second uh, place was 36 votes. Uh, good to distinguish Jedi Knight Revan from Darth Revan. They can't both be in the same Old Republic faction. Yep. So basically, it's to say that there's the opposite side to the Old Republic having the Sith Empire. So, Indeed. And, that. Um, of course, all of the, if you're watching on YouTube or live stream, you can see all the answers. Uh, we'll kind of touch, you know, the bigger answers and just kind of keep on trucking. Um, and, of course, if you're <laughs> listening to the podcast, the, uh, if you don't already know, the entire poll is in the show notes. So the link for that, you can go click that and go see all the responses answer the questions also if you don't already and of course every week we post these discord.me slash shattered order that way if you if you always hear us talk about the poll and you don't get to answer that's where you do it at um all right so second question is now that we've seen darth revan's kit what do you think of him and this is basically on a one to ten scale and man 46% said 10. That's surprising. Girl, all the way at the top. Usually we don't get the top the top number as the uh crazy, the winner. Yeah. Here. But obviously people can see uh the powerful nature of Darth Revan's kit there, so Yep. Um and then and it only goes down there from there and it's it's really literally from 10 sliding down to nothing. I mean so. 6 6 and below had uh 5 votes total out of 163 and I assume those were probably just trolls. Um or at least I one assume was. It, I'm sorry for you got you five people that aren't getting him because that's the only way I could see you voting down there is being upset that hey I I'm probably not going to get him this time. Yeah. Uh, because I, honestly, if you read that kit, it's it's ridiculous. It's legit. So, but to everyone, to each their own, you all have your own opinion. So if you do think it is a one, it's all good. So, so the next question was, uh, Carrie's given us the official word that we will have another weekend to farm for Darth Revan. How does this change your opinion on the ability to unlock him? Um, I, so... 32% of people said they spent money to be ready at the beginning of March. This just makes it less exclusive for me. That was the vast majority of people that answered this poll. Um, no one else was the, no other answers were even at 20%. So that was by a pretty significant margin, the largest, uh, the largest pie cut here. Um, and then the second largest was 19.6% that said, I will not make it, but haven't been trying very hard either. Uh, were there any responses on here that you found interesting? Um, there was one I put on there towards the 
after we put out the poll, so about 20 people had answered before I added it on there that I thought might get a little more percentage, but I guess it's it's right there in third place. But that was the I did not spend, but will be ready when the time comes. Okay. So 13% of people will be ready without spending anything. So that's pretty good foresight. And I think that we all were there in a way from the start of the seeing those characters come out anyway. So it makes sense that people would have been going hard after those characters from the start. So yeah, makes sense. Um, all right. So the next one's been a little bit of controversy because we've actually, there's been some quotes out there about this one, but how difficult do you think the journey event is going to be to complete? This was a one to 10 scale with the overwhelming number of people saying an eight on that difficulty scale, that's 43% of people. And then on either side of that at seven and nine, you had about 20% each. So people expect it to be pretty difficult, not unbelievably difficult, but I mean, I would say like an eight average is higher than uh, you. Obviously the Jedi Knight Revan event. I mean, that's probably about where I would put, Let's see, probably the the uh, Chew, Chewbacca event. I probably put right around there with the bounty hunters, uh, seven or eight ish. I put eight, just assuming that it would be somewhere between gear ten and gear eleven. More towards gear eleven is my guess for yeah. this event. And let me just bring up now, since we're talking about this, there was a tweet Carrie sent. Um, just a little bit ago, uh, someone asked her, I got another question. It's about Darth Revan's journey event. Well, we need gear 10, gear 11, or gear 12, and how difficult will it be? Blah, 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 blah. Basically asking, will it be more like uh, CLS, RJT, or will it be more like uh, C-3PO, Chewbacca? And her answer was, I saw an interesting breakdown on Reddit of all the times we have used the words very difficult. That was pretty close. In all seriousness, seriousness, though, I can't speak to anyone's particular skill, nor do I want to try. It will be quite challenging. So, take that for what it is. Uh, in my opinion, here's how I think things went. I think when Crumb broke down the last one with the Gear 9 stuff, that probably didn't go off the way they wanted it to, because I bet a lot of people in the last one saw that because it came out like a week before the journey did and just probably everyone stopped at gear nine. So even if this one was at gear nine, I doubt they would be saying to us that it's easy or it's gear nine again because they want people to spin that gear. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's just no way to tell how hard this is going to be because they're saying very difficult and quite um, challenging, but in in my opinion, they're going to say that whether it's Gear 9 or not because they don't want you to not spend money on gearing these characters to get ready for the event. So I don't know where it's going to land, but guessing I'm going to say Gear 10 to 11. That's my guess. Yeah. So. Uh, we we will see. Um, I, I'm really hoping it's like Gear 10-ish. I expect it to be harder than Jedi Knight Revan, but I don't. I really don't want it to be Gear Eleven. Uh, like I said, I have two characters that are ready. The other three, I'm trying to not worry about. 
you talked me into doing a little bit mm-hmm. of gear. I went ahead and took Karth up to gear nine, but I don't want to put anything else on him because he requires some stuff that I don't really want to spend at the moment. So we'll see how it goes. Um, be paying attention on our Discord because I suspect that one of us is going to be live streaming this event, right? Or at least trying to. If it doesn't happen on my work week, where I'm either working or sleeping, then yes. So if it's after, if it's Wednesday morning or later, I will be able to live stream. If it's if it comes out on Monday, I would have to wait two days, and that's a lot of gearing that I wouldn't do. So I'll probably just do it. But that's fair. Yeah, we'll see. And if that's the case, then I'll just record it and make a video of it. So okay. Either way, fair. we'll have video of it on our page so sounds like a plan uh final question here is do you think we will get darth malik as well uh the overwhelming response was uh almost double anything else at 40 and a half percent that said yep he's too iconic to leave out um you know they've done too much knights of the old republic stuff to not have such an iconic character in there and that's probably true um the other two closest response were yep one last member of the sith empire to make them somewhat diverse i think that is the best argument for it because there's only six of them right now like that really limits the number of teams that you can do and i know they're trying to get stronger with the synergy stuff but man it would be nice if if you can spread out and change the teams up just a little bit would be really helpful. So hopefully that's the case. What do you think? I think bring on the clone wars, please. Can we move on from this? Yeah. Bring me characters I know and care about. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, so, yeah, but Uh, I I I wouldn't be surprised if he did came because yeah, here's the thing. If they don't bring him now, we're going to have to come back to this. And I don't want to come back to it. So bring him out at the end of it, and let's just move forward after that. 100%. I'm with you. I'm I'm ready to go to anything else. Like, anything. Mm -hmm. There there are rumors about an Old Republic Star Wars TV series, I believe. I think it's a movie. Oh, is it? Is it? I think Yeah, I think that the the news this week was the one of the two sets of directors that they signed on for the different trilogies they've already put out to producers for. I think one of the trilogies is Old Republic, so I, that will be awesome. I think the rumor is that the Double Ds from Game of Thrones is might be doing that one. If so, yeah, that is <laughs> you are right. It is those. It is them that are doing it, and so oh, hell don't yes. get attached to any main characters. <laughs> hell yes, that would be awesome. Yeah, but the yeah the 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 Lord of the Lord of the Rings. What's that movie? What's that show we were just talking Game about? Game of Thrones. You just brought up Game of Thrones. Yes, so the Game of Thrones directors that signed on for Star Wars trilogies are directing the Old Republic movie. So that will be awesome. By the way, three weeks until the final season. What? <laughs> Cannot wait. All right. This, so looking at the feedback here, uh, let's see here. What do we got? Um, 
Yeah, there's not a whole lot. Yeah, okay, um, I don't know. There's nothing. Oh, here's one. When will we get another parody song by Goodnight Punk or reading of Chicken Erotica by Wink? Uh, we, I think that the Chicken Erotica happened and it will never happen again. So if you want <laughs> to hear it, find that episode. I do have to say the Chicken Erotica was kind of fun to do, but um, yeah, <laughs> maybe not again. Maybe Dude, not again. I don't think if you I've don't know what we're talking about that hard on well, this podcast. Be be glad. <laughs> Go find it. I'm not telling you where it is. Um. All right. You ready to jump into these kits? Right. Right after I say hi, babes, to ourselves from Octo Guild in the Republic. Ooh. All right. Go ahead. Um. Hmm. Okay. Do you have any tips for us, less experienced players? So uh, I got a very big, big. Tip here. You're a glam driven meat bag. You're a meat bag, Dan. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some kits. I think it's only fitting right, that we do talk. HK47 first. All right, let me bring that up, her. All right, and so. Okay. So people can see that on the live stream? <laughs> yes, they could see it on the live stream. Very exciting. I thought, uh, someone, someone said they thought we were going to hear Hard Node Life on every episode. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the outro. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I, I've had an idea for one. I just have not had time to sit down and do it and make it sound decent. Because like, I can put a tune in a bucket, a perfectly good bucket. Try to carry it across the street. It'll be gone by the time I get to the other side. Um, so, takes a few takes. I want to hear your Maybe Sublime cover again. I don't even remember. What I want to hear the I Sublime did. cover again. I told <laughs> I t- I told you what I was planning though, and it's going to yes. be really good if if I ever do it. So let's <laughs> let's just hope I get to it. Maybe I'll find some time this weekend or something. Have a few of these yeah, like and it. do it. Um, all right, so let's go ahead. And <laughs> there you go. Let's go ahead and jump to HK forty-seven. He is now Dark Side, which he's been, but he is an attacker droid. And Sith Empire gets that new tag. Um, all right, so he's a devastating droid attacker that excels at taking down Jedi enemies. This whole kit has been redone. Um, usually on the forums, they do the the changes in green so that you can see them and. There's nothing green on this. <laughs> there's nothing green because there is nothing that is old. I mean, it should all be green, actually. It is completely rebuilt, and it is legit as hell. So, we'll just start at the beginning. Basic. Request. Die, meatbag. Final text. Deal physical damage target enemy and gain offense up for two turns. This attack has plus 30% critical damage against debuffed enemies. We think about this basic. It's going to be often. I think he's going to have plus 30% crit damage most of the time. Uh, p- Yeah, pretty much all the time. Yeah. I, I To go on with his offense up. Yes. 100%. Oh. And I really, before we even get to the other ones, I really want to see the damage numbers on these attacks now that he's been reworked. I do Because too. some of these just sound 
ridiculous. I totally agree. And uh, I think once we run through... Uh, actually, I say we do HK's kit and... Well, okay. We'll talk about mods after we go over <laughs> the three kits. Because uh, okay, I- I'll reference back to some of this stuff. So kind of keep it in your head. Um, and mentioning debuffed enemies, it's kind of fitting because, you know, tenacity up, that prevents... You know, you from landing debuffs, which takes us into special one havoc with a three turn cooldown. Final text deal true damage, ignores defense, but can't critically hit to all enemies and half that amount an additional time for each debuffed enemy. Then inflict tenacity down on all enemies for two turns. This attack deals 20% more damage for each Jedi enemy and cannot be countered. This is such an improvement over his previous AoE. I, I do believe this is the first AoE tenacity down. I mean, this this is a big changing point in this game. This one, um, once we get to the leader, I'm, I'll have questions on this because it kind of confuses me why they would do this, but I'm with you. So tenacity down, uh, AOE tenacity down, pretty nasty. Oh, okay. I'm curious to get to why it confuses you. Um, we'll get there. It's not confusing me. It, it totally negates the leadership. Ah, gotcha. At okay. least as far as his AOE goes, which used to be the thing that made him go again. Yes. And I'll it- just tell you now. His leadership used to give turn meter on crits. It yeah. still does, but at a much lower percentage. And now you can't even crit on the one that would give him the most turn meter. I thought you were talking about Revan, not HK's, but yes, that makes sense. No, I'm talking about HK's. So, like, he he negates himself under his own leadership. So, why would you... I don't know. Yeah. It's confusing. Well, I think the reason is because, like, you won't be using HK as a leader anymore. Uh, which is the idea, which is kind of disappointing because the people that aren't going to get Darth Revan are going to suffer uh, due to this change. Um, we'll, we'll get to that in a second, though. Uh, his second special is Assassination Protocol. This has a nine-turn cooldown. Nine, nine, nine. Very large number. Not quite double digits, but close. Final text, dispel all buffs on target enemy, then deal physical damage to that enemy. This attack can't be evaded and deals 100% more damage against Jedi. If the target enemy has death mark or fear, this ability's cooldown is reset. This ability starts on cooldown and its cooldown is reduced by one when an enemy is inflicted with fear. This is... And here's the best part. I... I'm willing to bet this is going to put out massive damage if you have to wait nine turns for and it. And that is my And then assumption. on top of that, you're probably going to have fear out there a lot under probably. Darth Revan, especially with Bastila as well. So the fact that that, if you hit someone with a death mark or a fear, it completely resets the abilities cooldown from nine. That's You're going to be able to use this a lot more than the cooldown suggests, I think. And then if it does as much damage as I'm thinking it does, HK is going to be a the assassin that he's always Ooh. been known to be. So this, and that's, this ability's nasty. Yes, and the 
I, I like the mechanic of it because we don't really have anything else like this that it kind of takes a little bit of time that you kind of have to work towards like unlocking that ability. But then once it's unleashed, like you have it because, you know, there's probably going to be fear or death mark on multiple characters at this point, And you're just going to get to keep reusing this super awesome ability. Yeah, it's going to be nuts. All right. So here's the controversial part. Leader targeted elimination. Final text droid allies have plus 30% crit chance plus 20% critical damage, and gain 10% turn meter on a critical hit. It used to be 50%. They took 40% of the turn meter gain on a critical hit away from his leader ability. There was more... So let me look at what it is now. His ability now is droid allies gain 30% crit chance. So the crit chance is still there. They lose the 50% turn meter down to 10, but gain 20% crit damage. So they added some crit damage in there, but that's about the only thing that they added besides the massive 40% removal of turn meter. So, yeah, I just don't, I mean, it's still a, it's still a droid leadership and it'll still work for droids, but it just will not be what it once was. And they, and like, and then on top of that, he's not going to... This is where it gets crazy. You're Using him under his own leadership is not going to... There's not going to be a ton of turn meter gain for him. And targeted elimination, you're going to be waiting every, nine turns every time for that because of the... Uh, because of the fact that... Uh, actually, you'll never get to use it. Because... The ability starts on cooldown, and his cooldown is reduced by one when an enemy is inflicted with fear. So, Assassination Protocol, his second special, in a droid team, will never even be available. Well, I mean, maybe, if he makes it through nine turns. <laughs> no, it, it the cooldown is reduced by... Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, so you it'll have nine still turns. go down each only, turn. It's it'll not still go only, down, right. Yes. Okay. It's extra reducing of the cooldown when the fear goes out. Okay, I was going to say, if you could not even use this ability under a droid team, that would just be really bad. But yeah. you can use it every nine turns and if you last a match that long. They are really trying to get away from these teams that have even a remote chance at looping. And I think that's why they did this, because 50% turn meter is only two critical hits. If you have, you know, having a droid that calls assist this... Like IG-86, that's the reason he's always been used because he can go call in someone, give him 50% turn meter. And the reason they stated for this is because it can it could create loops. Um, you know, using BB-8 so and R2 coming? under him could, you know, create a lot of turn meter gain, especially if BB-8's taunting and then going and calling in R2, stuff like that. They stated that part of the reason for this change is because it limits what they can do with droids, and I totally get it. You can't have double-tapping droids. You have to be careful about how often they crit or, you know, having abilities that do multiple crits. So I'm hoping that this is kind of the first step in a change towards bringing in some more creative droids. Um, 
Uh, and that's exactly what I was just about to say. My hope is that the only reason that they're doing this is because there is a droid rework on the horizon. That would be awesome. I mean, gonna, they were they were going to have to rework him anyway for Darth Revan the way they wanted to, but to mess with the leadership as well when no one's going to be using it right now, I yep. got to think that they were looking towards the future to not have to rework him twice. So hopefully that is leaning towards a droid rework. Yep. And they kind of made General Grievous be the primary droid leader at this point. That's kind of the idea with where they're going. So, um, and, you know, so you pull HK out of a droid team as being optimal, move him into a Darth Revan team, and then you have General Grievous kind of on his own as the stand droid leader. So it kind of seems like that's what they're doing, and hopefully this does allow them to bring in some more exciting droids with, you know, more interesting kits. Um, but it, it is this point to lose that leader ability. I don't disagree. I'm just trying to be optimistic about the fact of what this could lead to us getting with future characters or reworks. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it sucks now, but thinking about it critically, it could mean some really cool things. So, you know what? I'm okay with that. I just realized something. He has two yeah. uniques, but they removed one of the most important parts of his unique. His auto-revive is no longer here. That just dawned on me. Yeah, the... Uh, I forget what it was called. He had a 40% chance to come back yep. to life. It was reconstruction. 75% chance to revive with 30% health the first time he's defeated. Well, the... Gone. His new unique is self-reconstruction. And the final text for that, this is with a Zeta ability. When a buff expires on an enemy, HK-47 recovers 5% health and 5% protection. When HK-47 uses an ability during his turn, it deals 25% more damage if the target has death mark or fear. Um, so the 25% more damage, very interesting. Um. Yeah, that's good because it goes to all abilities, not just like uh, yes the massive second special, but yep. that one's going on all of them. So that also goes on the massive special. So you're starting to really rack up offense there. Yes, for him. Like I really do think this he's going to be hitting really hard with this rework. Oh, he! I think he's going I mean, to be a total monster. I am very excited about this <laughs> rework. I am super pumped. That's why I he was the first one I geared toward. Yep, totally understandable. Because he just looks ridiculous. Yep. Um, all right, so his second unique is loyal to the maker. Final text with the Zeta. If HK-47's leader is Darth Revan, HK-47 has the following. Plus 50% defense, offense, potency, and tenacity. Plus 30% critical avoidance for each Jedi enemy. Cooldown of Assassination Protocol is reset the first time another Sith Empire ally is defeated. And enemies with protection up can't gain bonus turn meter. I'm going to go on a limb and assume that enemies with protection up can't gain bonus turn meter is going to be the Zeta part of that ability. Because that directly affects the Jedi teams. It is unbelievably powerful. Um... Especially for, mm -hmm. a, I mean, yeah. 
that's that's a pretty crazy ability. So I'm assuming that's a Zeta. And if that's the Zeta, I probably won't hesitate to do that one. Last interesting thing about this kit uh, that I just was thinking about. When we saw the Gamorrean Guard with three Zetas picture, that HK only had one Zeta on him. This HK has two Zeta Ooh, abilities. Interesting point, yeah. So I don't know if that came later, if this might be part of their their uh, development process, and they were just weren't at that point with him at that when that picture came out. But yeah, this one has two, and the picture had one. So I'm gonna you got two to choose from on him. I'm gonna bet that his other Zeta for his first unique is going to be the five percent health and protection recovery. Um, just because we've seen, um, like all Zetas, like most Zetas, yeah, a lot is some. Uh, here's here's how we further make healers not important. <laughs> exactly. Yep. And because everyone's their own healer, and of course, this obviously greatly affects the way that you want to mod them and think about modding them. Um, and then you have the f- plus fifty percent defense, which as we'll talk about, gets reduced. Uh, And the plus 50% offense, the nice thing about 50% offense is, while he should be modded with offense mods anyway, the good thing about plus 50% offense is it is a 50% increase whether you crit or don't crit. So both of those are being increased. Um, So... You know, an offense increase is, you know, usually preferable to a critical damage increase, obviously. But, I mean, that is a lot of increasing offense he has with, you know, the 25% bonus damage, the 50% offense. I mean, and then the bonuses he actually gets on his abilities. I mean, there's a lot of lot of multipliers. So that's something you're going to want to be thinking about. I mean, even a little bit of you know, increase in offense secondaries or something on him is going to, you know, compound multiple times through all of his abilities to lead to more damage. So that is uh, something that's really cool and something you should be thinking about for sure when modding this guy. Makes sense. I'm going to move on right. to... You ready Bad to talk Stil- some... Yeah. Why don't you cover her? All right, so let's go into Bastilashan Fallen, or as we call her around here, Bastila. So this one has changes in green, so you'll see the changes as we go. Um, you'll notice she's still Sith. Uh, she also gained the Sith Empire tag and loses the Old Republic tag. Um, there's no change to her basics, so it still does the same thing. Deal special damage to target enemy and inflict ability block for one turn. This attack deals 10% more damage and has 10% crit chance for each active Sith ally. The word there is Sith. So depending on if what people hold the Sith Empire and Sith tag is how much of that crit chance you're actually going to get. Because, yeah, that's, that's the way it works. Special one Indeed. also had no change. Wild Lightning deals special damage to target enemy and shock them for three turns. If the target already had shock, deal bonus special damage to all enemies. This bonus damage cannot be countered. This ability cannot be evaded. 
And then you can start getting into the new stuff. So the, she has a new special, special two called Fear with a cooldown of three. And here's how it reads. Inflict fear on target enemy and another random enemy for one turn. So if she's able to hit both of those, you're all working in the HK-47 kit we just talked about. You're dropping his uh, second special down two cooldowns right off the bat with one ability here. Um, so inflict fear on target enemy and another random enemy for one turn, which cannot be copied or dispelled. When each of these fears expire, inflict offense down, crit damage down, evasion down, speed down, expose, and stagger for two turns. These effects cannot be resisted. A lot of uh, negativity there. Yes. All other enemies are inflicted with offense down, crit damage down, evasion down, speed down, expose, and tagger, and stagger for two turns. So basically... If I'm reading this correctly, the person you hit gains shock, or gains fear, and another person gains fear. When those two fears drop off, they'll get all those debuffs, but everyone that does not get fear actually gets all these debuffs instead. Yes. Is that the way you read it? Yes. Right. Just making sure. And one one thing um, that I do did notice is, you know, it says these effects can't be resisted. That is in a separate category from all the other debuffs that get inflicted for those who do not get fear. So potency could be important on her for inflicting those additional debuffs on everyone else when she does that special ability. And now we get our first taste of what the fear debuff actually does. So fear, miss the next turn, can't use abilities, and can't evade. Increase cooldowns by one, and fear expires on taking damage from an attack. So basically, you're locked down if you have fear. If you get hit, you lose that fear. But you can use this to lock down other characters and go after certain ones without those other ones taking turns. It's it, This is a nasty debuff. Yes, like for sure. It's huge. It's I gross. mean, it's basically a stun that if you get rid of, they have to use their basic. So once once fear's put on someone, you know, they're they won't use their special that turn. Even if you hit them, they'll just have to basic. So that that I think is kind of interesting. It's 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 pretty huge. Yep. And that she so now we know she and she afflicts it, and uh, we'll get into Revan's kit a little bit later. But yeah. It's going to be gross. Uh, as far as Corrupted Battle Meditation goes, it was nothing was changed except they added that Corrupted Battle Meditation cannot be dispelled. Woo! So... That's big. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's huge because that's how you get rid of debuffs. Like, once Corrupted Battle Meditation gets on you, I mean... You're- once corrupt, once corrupted battle meditation or fear, because they both can't be dispelled. So yes, now you got both of those on you. And corrupted battle meta- meditation, thirty minus thirty percent crit chance, minus thirty percent counter, doubled against non Jedi and non Sith. So those CLS teams are going to get hit extra hard. The but yeah, this is you get both those on you. Use your basic for a wet noodle attack and. Wait for the next chance. So as far as strategy against her, uh, you know, this unique, this 
the corrupted bowel meditation happens at the start of her turn. So delaying her turn as long as possible could be a strategy because once you get that corrupted battle meditation on, you're not going to get rid of it. And I suspect it says at the beginning of her turn, I assume even if she's like stunned or something and doesn't get to take a turn, it will still happen because she still has a start of her turn, even though she doesn't get to take an action. Mm hmm. So that's going to be annoying. Yeah, exactly. Basically, it, it, what that reminded me of, ugh, what that reminded me of when you said it was uh, how I use RJT against bounty hunters or first order and locking down Bosk and crew for yep. as long as possible. So you don't want to do that before she starts spreading those out and that's, you can't do anything about it. That's a good point. Uh, unique to Sith Apprentice, the only thing added here was 50% potency to her uh, to her unique. So Basila and the character in the leader slot have plus 50% defense, potency, and tenacity, and gain foresight for one turn at the start of battle. That is the Zeta there. Uh, foresight for one turn at the start of the battle with the leader is the Zeta on that one. At least it is currently. I'll pass. If Bastila's leader is another... What's up? I said, I'll pass. Okay, if Bast... Okay, <laughs> I was like... That was really quick. If Bastila's leader is another Sith, whenever an enemy is inflicted with death mark, fear, marked, or shock, they both gain 5% offense, stacking up to 100% for the rest of the battle. Ooh. This ability does not apply to characters in the ally slot. That's a lot of offense that's going to start stacking. Now, the stacking the, offense would be worth the Zeta. I would spend a Zeta on that. The Foresight? No. I'm good. Now, this is kind of foreshadowing before we even get to Revan's kit, but does anyone... Does Revan mark? He doesn't mark, does he? No, he does not. He death marks. Right, but no one in the Sith Empire marks, but it's highlighted in kits several times. For Sith Empire characters. That's interesting. So that might be something pushing towards that idea of Malak. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Because Mark is not something that these guys do at all yet. That's so a, why is it in their kits? That's a good point. I that did not catch that. Excellent point. Huh. So I doubt you're gonna be using Jedi Revan under Darth Revan. And he's the only one that marks right now. So yeah, that's true. Unique three, Force Bond. This is a completely new uh, ability given to her. Final text. If Darth Revan is in the leader slot, Bastila and Darth Revan have 70% max health and 70% health steal. Darth Revan also recovers protection from corrupted battle meditation and enemies inflicted with corrupted battle meditation can't inflict debuffs on enemies when they use an ability. Excludes raid bosses. If Jedi Knight Revan is on the enemy squad, Basila gains advantage in foresight for one turn at the start of Jedi Knight Revan's turns. So let's go back here for a second. Okay. Enemies inflicted with corrupted battle meditation can't inflict debuffs on enemies when they use an ability. So now there's more, even more reason to not let that get out. 
That's a really good point. Because if you can't be putting out debuffs, that's a lot of people's kits are built around those debuffs. So if and that includes that includes stuff like isolate, fracture, uh, you know, the heal immunity from RJT. All of those things are included in that. So no debuffs whatsoever. Um, ouch. Yeah, it's 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 hurtful. It's painful to even think about. Because so many kits are have been built around healing on debuffs or, you know, debuffs give turn meter and all these things. So don't bring Palpatine and against uh, Darth Riven. So fortunately Battle Meditation only stays around for one turn, so cycling your turns will be kind of important to get rid of that crap and Get on your merry way, so keep that in mind also. Yep, that makes sense for sure. If it was longer than one turn, that would just be way too powerful, I think. Yep. 100%. The fact that it's one turn is why they can get away with this, I think. Yep. For sure. So, one other thing I would really like to point out here, a little bit of foreshadowing on Darth Revan's kit is that he can equalize health. And when you have a 70% max health increase, you're going to want to go with health primaries. Um, I mean, that is pretty significant. You know, it turns a six dot health primary, like a 16% health dot primary, 16% health primary, good grief, to a (laughs) 27.2% health increase. With that 70% factored in. So that is significantly more than a protection primary. Which means... Darth Revan, you want to go health. All health, man. Take that bonus. <laughs> Think about it. Remember that. Alright. So, I think that pretty much covers those two. I think it does. I think it's time that we get to the to the to the big sausage. <laughs> I I'm a fan of all pork, bacon, pork chops, sausage. That's why I keep referencing sausage. <laughs> keep explaining it away. Why don't we just move on? Unit name, Darth Revan Alignment, Dark Categories, Dark Side, Attacker, Sith, Sith Empire. He's also a leader. He's a ruthless Sith Lord that is extremely effective at taking down the enemy leader. So, I assume everyone has read this kit, but we will go ahead and run through it, and then we'll talk about it. I'll be as brief as I can, because I'm sure everyone knows it. By heart at this point. Basic ability. Lacerate. (laughs) Final text. Deal special damage to target enemy. Inflict buff immunity on target enemy and enemy leader for two turns. If the target is the leader, reduce Darth Revan's cooldowns by one. Special one. Force storm. Cooldown of three. Final text. Deal special damage to all enemies and shock them for two turns. All Sith Empire allies gain five sacks of ferocity for two turns. This attack can't be evaded. 
ferocity, minus 15% defense and tenacity per stack, plus 8% offense and potency per stack cannot be copied. Why are you going so fast? (laughs) So we can talk about the kid as a whole. Okay, well, I would like to slow it down because I've read it twice and I uh, I need to digest this and I did not hear a word you said. So, oh, good. why don't we start back at the basic and we'll go from there. Oh, it was not that fast. <laughs> I couldn't even slide the screen as fast as you oh, were talking. Oh, good so. grief. All right. that's This is why I don't have coffee and energy drinks before the show, apparently. All right, so <laughs> uh, both of these abilities do special damage. That is something that you want to keep in the back of your head because special damage, as you know, you you do get a bigger boost from percentage-based secondaries um, or the, the, more of a boost than characters that do physical damage. Um, so that is, you want to keep that in mind. Buff immunity on target enemy and enemy leader. But if you're targeting the leader, you reduce his cooldowns by one from the basic. Very important. I love abilities in which it matters who you target. And as we'll talk about with one of his uniques, he will be using his basic a lot. Because anytime he uses an ability, he will then use his basic if if they have specific debuffs on that target. All right, makes sense. Can we just stop and admire the animation? These because... anim- all three of these animations are freaking legit. Like this took everyone's favorite part of uh, yeah. Sidious, Darth Sidious, and made it as basic. Yes, this is awesome. Basically, drag the lightsaber across the ground and then smack, smack someone. So. I would have liked to have seen them let one of these specials play out while he goes into the basic, like he will actually do in the game. That that's the part I think is going to be really cool. Very excited. The combination of animations because of the ability we're about to get to. Yeah. All right. Makes sense. What's the second one? Force storm. Force storm. Cooldown of three final techs deal special damage to all enemies and shock them for two turns. All Sith Empire allies gain five stacks ferocity for two turns. Cannot be evaded. Ferocity, of course, is the unique debuff that is minus 15% defense and tenacity per stack and plus 8% offense and potency per stack and cannot be copied. <laughs> more nastiness this is it's it, this is this uh debuff which is a friendly debuff one that you put on your own team yes is just i think it's the one thing about him that makes him completely unique compared to everyone else because he actually hurts his team in a way to make them better yeah. And that's an interesting concept. And this is the one thing that makes me wonder how how much he'll bring back more of a rock, paper, scissors meta. Because there might be teams out there that can find a way to um, 
exploit this. Yes. The weakness. Mm -hmm. While other teams get completely and utterly destroyed by it. So I'm hoping that this is my hope from Darth Revan. And then I don't know what other people think, but I would rather have the, the the rock, paper, scissors meta come back. Now, if it was a little harder for other teams that aren't Darth Revan to get that win, but it was still possible, totally fine with that. I don't want it to be a walk through the park to run against the Jedi Revan team with a team that everyone has at Gear 12 now. But I think if there's a way to make a team out there now with what you have that be, can beat this team and you know how to use it to make it happen, just depends maybe sometimes it's RNG or not. I don't know. But I think that they're... I think with this dude and when I read his kit the first time, it seems like there's going to be more options as far as um, the rock, paper, scissors goes. You know what I mean? So uh, two points. One is AOE shock. We've yet to see that as well. So HK and him are bringing debuffs that were previously... Uh, single target debuffs and now making them AOE debuffs, which is certainly going to be a huge change in the game that we haven't seen that it'll be interesting to see exactly what all that entails on how it affects teams. Um, and shock what prevents uh, prevents healing and turn meter gain, if I recall correctly. So you don't want him using yes. this depending on what kind of team you're running. Second thought is... Bounty hunters could be interesting um, if you can keep shock off of them because of all the healing that they do, like a, a boss lead, and having Boba on that team. Um, so because of all of the debuffs that this team gives themselves, Darth Vader and Boba Fett have abilities that stack damage based on number of debuffs that are dispelled when they use their special. And so, I mean, this is something that you can actually use to your advantage. One small correction to what you've been saying about the AOE tenacity down. That is in the, has been in the game for a long time. Who? And that is from D Dengar, Mini Mind Mayhem. That does... Oh, it's based on number of crits. If there's three crits total yeah. tenacity down, I believe. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. So uh, he can AoE tenacity down. But it's much more RNG dependent. Oh. But it is something that did exist. Oh. Oh, good night, Paul. Oh, hey, Lewis. All right, I'm bringing it up. Let me see what you got here. All right. So we think A. Lewis may have a bingo. Good. The only problem is I cannot read what the ones marked off are. So if you can tell me what the five marked off are in uh, your message... I will confirm them. Okay. I see the I see the line. Now tell me what they are and I'll let you know. All right. Uh I'll go ahead and move on to special two, which is insanity with a full full with a full four turn cooldown. Final text, deal special damage target enemy and inflict fear on them and the enemy leader for one turn. If the target is the leader, or if the leader is defeated, inflict fear on all enemies for one turn. This fear can't be copied, dispelled, resisted, and this attack can't be evaded. Fear. Miss the next turn, can't use abilities, and can't evade. Increase cooldowns by one and fear expires on taking damage from an attack as we discussed with BSF. So, 
the thing I love about this, this is something I've talked about before that I always thought would be a cool mechanic brought into this game because one of the assault battles, I believe it's the one with uh, Jedi where you, I think you're using the Jedi or maybe you're using first order. Maybe you're using first order, you're killing Jedi or something. Either way, one of those, there's a mechanic in which if you take down the leader, they lose like 25% Speed, offense, defense, all these various stats they get negative percentages on because they have their leader killed. This is kind of a similar mm -hmm. mechanic. I've always thought that was really cool. I would like to see something else like that. And now we have an ability that kind of does that in the game, which I think is just going to be super awesome. Um, and, I mean, so if you kill the target leader... It basically stuns everybody until you hit them, and then even then they can only use their basics. So, you know, that that has large ramifications for characters that may want to revive or heal or something like that, um, you know, based on their leader getting taken out. Yeah, it's 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 cool to see something where the leader leader dying actually starts negatively affecting the team like you're saying and it is against the jedi because if you don't get it off of um yoda in that last eight out of eight phase it can just be nasty once uh he gets going and uh mm -hmm. general kenobi's taunting all the time so i know which one you're talking about but yeah uh just a lot of fear going out from this, which will also help um, HK47 again. If he's not, if he somehow misses a cooldown reduction on his second special, this along with Badstilla's ability are going to bring it down even quicker again. So, yeah, this is, this is, you could see all the synergies here, and it really does just feel like you are definitely going to want both of those people on this team, no matter what. Yeah. Just based on fear alone. No doubt. And then the... Uh, moving back to uh, our our bingo night for a second. Okay. One of his squares was, Wink and Goodnight Punk have an argument. Have we had an argument? I, I think I said that we did. I, I want to confirm that... Okay. I can yes, I said it was an argument indeed. Um All right, there you go. Not no, not a full on argument, but as far as <laughs> I'm concerned, I didn't get that was an argument cuz I sure as hell did not agree with you, so short argument, <laughs> but it counts. All right then. We will announce that A Lewis 12 is our bingo winner for the night. Congratulations. I will also announce I will also announce this, that whoever gets the next bingo, I will buy them a Do You Even Mod Bro shirt. Ooh, I like it. How about that? I like it. So keep playing. All right. There's a shirt up for grabs now. Lewis gets the, it's the microphone or a shirt, and whoever gets the next one will get a shirt. So there you go. All right. Cool. Sounds good. All right. All right. Let's keep going. Let's carry on. 
his leader ability is Lord of the Sith. Final text with the Zeta. Sith Empire allies are immune to turn meter reduction while they are debuffed and gain 10% critical chance and 15 speed for each of their own debuffs. At the start of each Sith Empire allies turn, they gain five stacks of ferocity for two turns. At the start of battle, if all allies are Sith Empire, they have plus 50% critical damage. At the end of each turn, if an enemy falls below 50% health during that turn, inflict death mark on the enemy leader for one turn. This death mark can't be copied, dispelled, evaded, or resisted. Gross. <laughs> I mean, woo. And here's a here's a that leader ability has something in it that uh, kind of talks about a discussion that a lot of people have been having on Discord that I've seen about whether or not you really have to have. And this doesn't necessarily mean you have to have this, but whether you want to have a, the fifth one being a Sith Empire person, or you want to throw in a Thrawn or Chewbacca or whatever, like many people do with other teams. If every ally on the team is Sith Empire, you get that 50% crit damage. If they're not, then you don't get that from them. So that is one reason to think about making sure that all of them are in there. 50% crit damage is it's a good chunk. So if you do throw in a fifth person that's not Sith Empire, just know you're going to lose that part of the leader ability. Yes. And that is huge. I mean, it is going to make a pretty significant dif difference, um, you know, as far as actually what mods you want to go with, too. Believe it or not. Um, so... yeah. Let's see. Um, my HK47, I have compared two different mod sets that I have created. One offense set, one crit damage set. And that 50% critical damage is the difference between an offense set being better no matter what, even if it's a crit every single time, versus a crit damage set... Um, that is better, you know, whenever there is a 73% crit chance or higher, the crit damage set would be better without that plus 50% critical damage. So, you know, that that's the kind of difference that that plus 50% critical damage makes as far as total damage output. If you don't have a full Sith Empire team, if you're going to have some other fifth in that team... I do think that there will be a lot of instances, not a lot of instances, some instances where you'll be better off with crit damage set. But for the most part, an offense set is going to be the way you want to go, um, which just seems as counterintuitive as hell, uh, especially with all the crit chance that they get. But believe it or not, that is actually the case. Um, and of course... Uh, my little spread. I say, I see. Or go ahead. I say, I see. Oh, sorry, you're still talking crit damage offense. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, finish off that thought. Um, so my little spreadsheet with graph and everything that I use to calculate this stuff. If you go shadowor.com/mods, there's a place there where you can download this, um, like a Google spreadsheet version, 
and you can plug in your numbers, plug in your damage number and then the total crit damage percent. Make sure like if you're you know looking at the two with a team a full Sith Empire, make sure you add that 50% critical damage, you know. So like a crit damage set with a slice crit damage primary isn't going to be 22% critical damage. It's actually going to be 272% critical damage. So make sure you're factoring all that in whenever you use the spreadsheet. But go download it. Uh, you can use it to help figure out, you know, which set you're better off with. But, um, yeah, that was my thought. Okay. And then I wanted to mention that I see a lot of light bulbs going off in the chat room after reading this leadership ability again about the debuffs. So while they're debuffed, they're immune to turn meter reduction. So, the, But the part that the, when you first read this, sometimes you think, okay, well, the other team's got to debuff me to make that happen. Well, the thing about it is every time you take a turn, a Sith Empire ally turn, they're going to gain five stacks of ferocity, which means... Stack up 10% crit chance and 15 speed on everyone, every person for all these debuffs that you're putting onto these characters. So you don't even have to worry about the other team because what he's doing is debuffing his team and, and hurting him with the, the defense and um, what was the other thing? Tenacity. But now they're gaining, they're gaining offense potency as well as speed and crit chance for every stack. Yep. So now you're starting to see where this abil leader ability is putting this team in a hyperdrive and making them really, really strong as far as their offense capability goes while taking away from the defense with the tenacity and the defense. So, yeah, it's, it's, this leader ability is going to get really nasty really fast as, as fast as you start taking turns. And with all that added speed... They're going to be taking a lot of them, so it's really just going to start supercharging the team as the battle goes on. So if you can't get, if you're not getting through it fast, as the as the battle wears on, it's going to be, it's going to hurt. So one other because thing it, is... Ferocity lasts for two turns. Yes. Five stacks of ferocity for two turns. So you're going to end up with 10 stacks because of the way turns work, unless you get stunned and or you don't get the... You know, those types of things. But yes. this stuff is going to stack really quick. So you want to get your whole team to go before the opposing Dark Side Basilashan goes because she will keep you from gaining debuffs. And, you know, with when Darth Revan goes, his, uh, his AoE, the Force Storm, puts five stacks ferocity on everybody. So you don't have bonus turn meter being given. However, you will have characters not going when they would typically go. So you could actually have, say, let's say Darth Revan is your fastest character. When he goes, you could then have your second character who is slower go before a slightly faster enemy character because whenever he does those debuffs, that is going to increase their speed. So they will actually speed up some. Um, there's a lot of calculation in, to go into that, into figuring exactly when they would go. 
it is possible if this is like a turn if this ends up being a turn meter type team where that needs to be set up i may do a video on how to calculate that or something but you know those are things that will and can certainly happen in this team uh, as far as you know kind of setting it up there that's crazy this is gonna be crazy Indeed, and it, with all that turn, with all that speed gain, it'll be interesting to see how many people go straight speed, or if they start moving around like you do with Grandmaster Yoda, where you're focused on damage and other things to make the team even more powerful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, if you got a guy that's 280 speed, and you're stacking all that extra speed on him, sure they're going to be fast, but if you can take away certain chunk of that speed to add offense or you know whatever it just it's you see what you everyone saw what it did with yoda once they started catching on to it so yep it's another one of those abilities where it might help us to start pulling away from those speed mods yeah hopefully so i mean that's I kind of feel like what they're trying to do is build teams to where there's one or two characters that do need ridiculous speed, a couple characters that really need offense, a couple characters that really need sur- survivability. And, I, you know, ideally, I think that's the way it should be, you know, because we have support, tanks, and attackers. There should be some degree to how they're modded differently. Um, so... I'll go ahead and go on to his first unique, which is Conqueror. Final text with the Zeta. Darth Revan has plus 100% defense penetration. At the start of each Sith Empire ally's turn, dispel all foresight on all enemies, which can't be evaded. When a Sith Empire ally is inflicted with ability block or stun, they dispel that debuff and gain ferocity for two turns. I suspect that the uh, being inflicted with ability blocker stun getting dispelled is going to be the Zeta. And if so, that is a Zeta well spent. Um, because, I mean, that's other than Darth Revan's AoE or Isolate. That's about the only way to prevent somebody or to increase their cooldowns or keep them from using an ability or something. So this is... Very, very interesting the way it works. Um, I am a big fan. And uh, let's see. The other part of his unique... that This could also be the Zeta. I'm not for sure because this is awfully good too. This whole ability is unbelievable. But enemies also can't assist or attack again if their attack is targeting Darth Revan. So that means Jedi Knight Revan, if he marks uh, Darth Revan... That's pretty much the end of it. Like, there's going to be no more attacking again or assisting. I'm assuming that when Jedi Knight Revan comes in using his uses his basic after marking character, that would be counting attack again. So, from my understanding, Jedi Knight Revan will basically put marked on Darth Revan, and that's it. No attacks, no anything. So you're going to want to mark someone else obviously i really hope that that Je- jedi knight revan is tuned to at least not mark darth revan because that would make no sense whatsoever 
Mm-hmm. You gotta hope. That's true. All right. His final unique. This is the end of his kit. Unique to a villain. Final text with the Zeta. When Darth Revan uses an ability during their turn, if the selected target is already inflicted with Deathmark, Fear, or Corrupted Biomatation, Darth Revan immediately uses Lacerate. I suspect that will be the Zeta. When Fear expires on an enemy, they also dispel all buffs on themselves. When Darth Revan's health falls below 50% is equalized with the other healthiest ally. That also could be the Zeta. <laughs> All three of these in one ability are just ridiculous to me. And because it's, it's crazy. This is nuts. Yeah. Like, the, when fear expires on an enemy, they also dispel all buffs on themselves. Well, sorry, see you later, everything. Like, against a Revan team, this this just will... Devastating. Yep. And then... One thing I wanted to note about his unique two is this is the first one that didn't really say mark with those other three. You got death mark, feared, and corrupted battle meditation, but you don't have uh, marked in there. Interesting. I hadn't noticed. It's the that. first time where they named those three without mark. So, interesting point. Yeah, definitely yeah. did not catch yeah. that. Nice call. But I mean that that be that the ability to double tap. Because of this villain is just going to make... Because we already know that his basic is ridiculous too. So yeah. he's going to be using his basic on any of the other specials he uses. And it's... Yeah. So Or and on his basic twice. And this unique has two major factors on Darth Revan. One, it creates it to where who you target even on his AoE greatly matters um i mean like when you when you target using an aoe and then he comes back and uses his basic you're gonna want to pay attention because if you're targeting that leader he can come back and reduce his cooldowns whenever he does that so that you want to pay attention to that the other thing is when darth revan's health falls below 50 percent, it is equalized what that means is you don't want to have a small health pool because obvious reasons like you you want as much health between 0 and 50% because that gives you a bigger window to land in there to equalize and in combination with what I talked about earlier with you know a slice health primary really being 27.2% health increase because of Bastion Fallen's unique ability I I definitely think that an offense set with a health set with at least one sliced health primary is a great starting point for modding Darth Revan. I think on the plus we'll have to wait and see, but I, I suspect it will either be offense or health primary. One of those two on the plus, crit damage triangle, health circle. And then the set bonuses that I mentioned, I think that will be the way you'll want to go. Just for for the chat's sake, where they've talked about this character as being a strategist, I would call him the Bill Belichick of leader abilities. <laughs> so, just a master strategist. Uh, that I mean, 
Hard to disagree. Let's be honest. One other observation when we're looking at this kit, and it goes back to the, we haven't had a confirmation that it's a journey or a legendary yet. First bit of evidence was that it uses specific characters and not just a faction like every legendary does. But the other one here is if you look through this kit while we were reading it, there are three Zetas, and the only ca- other characters with three Zetas in the game are, leg- are journey characters. Yes, so that is true. All all uh, points are, are leaning towards journey. So 100%. Yeah. Um, all right, so for clarification, did we get that second bingo? We did, and we gave it to J2 DeBizzle. Okay. He was the winner. Very exciting stuff. All right, I just wanted to make sure. All right. Um, all right, so what? let's talk about this team kind of as a whole as far as I don't think there's any way you don't want HK47 Bastille Sean Fallen on this team. Bastille Sean Fallen makes his uniques better. It The Corrupted Battle Meditation, just everything that she offers, she is an absolute staple next to Darth Revan. HK47, the stuff that he offers, he is going to be... I feel like he's going to be the primary attacker because he opens the door for uh, Bastille Sean and everyone to be able to land debuffs with that tenacity down. It makes tenacity up not really an issue at all. Um, He gets the bonuses based on Darth Revan being leader. But then you come down to these other characters and my initial thought, I just cannot get away from thinking this, is making Bastille Sean Fall and go early is so important that um, the absolute speed on her, like this will be a turn order team for me with Sith Assassin, who's already a fast character. Using Sith Assassin to then give 24% turn meter to everybody because she has that ability in which she gains, was it foresight and stealth and then uh dispels all buffs on her or something and gives turn meter to everybody based on number of buffs dispelled or number of buffs on her. Dispel all debuffs on Sith Assassin and gain stealth and foresight for two turns. If she already had stealth, gain speed up and tenacity for two turns. Sith allies gain 12% turn meter for each buff on her. Okay, so... But we go right back to the idea that are all of these Sith... HK was Sith Empire. He won't get any of that. That is true. From her. Um, Bastila is Sith, correct? So the only person that wouldn't get a benefit from that is HK. Yes. As far as I can tell. That is correct. So um, just throwing that out. So this will be an easy way to kind of set up Bastila Sean to go super early is with a super fast Sith assassin. And I kind of think that's where this team will start out is a turn order based team with Sith assassin going first, making Bastille Sean go second. And you're not going to worry quite as much about speed on Darth Revan is my initial thoughts. The devs in, uh, you know, parking instructor said that the recommended mods are going to be 
either a offense set or a speed set. Those are going to be their two recommendations, which I agree on the offense set. I'm skeptical about the speed set just because on Darth Revan's first turn, once he goes, he gives himself plus 150 speed. Using a speed set bonus to get the extra, what, 14, 15 speed maybe, depending on what speed he is. I don't know that that's going to be worth it. I just, I, I find a hard, I, I have a hard time believing that that will be the case. Um, You know, just because that's, you know, by him gaining all that speed, that 14, 15 speed becomes a far smaller percentage of his total speed and diminishing returns, yada, yada, yada. While offense actually has stacking returns in which it becomes better and better you know, based on number of debuffs. So that's why I'm thinking offense set is certainly going to be the way you want to go. Um, because uh, the, I'll say the other argument will be, um, uh, let's see, his AOE that does shock. That will prevent the other team from gaining additional turn meter. So, if Darth Revan does go second, or if he goes in the same windows vessel as Sean Fallen or whatever, uh, if Sith Assassin can make him go before the other team, the opposing team Sith Assassin won't be able to give turn meter to her team. So that's something to so, think about when building this team. Going off your point there, I went and looked on Swagaga on the stream there. People were watching me do it. But the... Your... It would be much easier to get Sith Assassin to the point that she is the fastest on the team to give that turn meter to Bastila because at a max gear level, your max speed for Sith Assassin is 163. Okay. And your max speed for Bastila is 148. Okay. So that is what, 15 speed? You don't have to make up with a mod. Yep. If you put it if you put that speed onto Sith Assassin. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so, the the one thing that I think will be problematic against going against Jedi Knight Revan teams is the ability for uh, the Jedi how fast they'll be going to mark Sith Assassin because he can obviously avoid Sith Trooper. So I think that will that that'll be the one cork that really gets put into this team as far as that goes. Gotcha. Um this uh let's just look into some of the stuff here written in the uh developer insights. Another really cool post. They did one of these with um Jedi Knight Revan, which was really cool. I was kind of glad to see it back. And for anyone that needs a cool wallpaper background for their phone, oh yes, this picture is the perfect size, and they got two sizes of it. So if you go under that developer insight post, there's a really nice vertical image there of Darth Revan, if you like him, that works really well for a phone. Just a side note there. But there's some stuff in here, and you kind of already mentioned it. Um... What kind of mods to use? We talked about that. Who should go first in battle? They say that uh, uh, the mo they've had the most success with Darth Revan when Bastila Shan 
went first in the battle. Mm -hmm. So try moving your mods around and make sure she's the first to act. Or at least one of the first, like we're talking about there with the Sith Assassin. I think that is a good, a very good move. Um, Yep. Yeah. There's some other stuff I read in here, but you talk and then I'll find it. One thing I'm kind of curious to see exactly how it works. I don't know if it will at all, but you have Darth Maul who basically gives the 20% turn meter. So that would be a way to make Sith Assassin go before everyone else. Even probably before a Jedi Knight Revan team. Um, so making her go and make your whole team go before the other team. The only thing is you do lose this really, really kick-ass leader ability. But this, I mean, Darth Revan's going to be pretty solid anyway. But that that will be a potential option. This is also me trying to find a way to talk myself into the fact that I did not completely waste the Zeta on Darth Maul. Um, so who knows? Um, so HK 47, as I kind of mentioned before, you will for sure want an offense set on him because he has the AOE special that cannot critically hit. Um, and then he has all the stacking offenses. So when he has the stacking offenses and then uses, if you're going with a crit damage set, you're really losing quite a bit by having crit damage set because you're not getting that extra offense that then gets stacked with all that bonus damage, which can't critically hit, but also ignores defense. Like, yeah. Offense set all the freaking way on HK. And part of the problem is with him not being uh, Sith, you're not going to be able to use Sith Assassin to manipulate his turn meter in those situations. So he's probably going to be needing a little bit more natural speed than some of these other characters may be able to get get by with. But once Darth Revan goes, he'll have that extra 75 speed that'll help get him going. But, um, you know, that's just something to think about while modding. The... One of the things I wanted to mention when I read through this earlier this week on the podcast was that their recommendation for first Zeta is Conqueror. So if you have to do one at a time, their first is Conqueror. Now, I don't remember exactly which one that was. Okay, so that was Unique One, Conqueror, which is the one with 100% defense penetration, start of Sith Empire allies turn, dispel foresight on all enemies... And when Sith Empire allies inflicted with ability block or stun, they dispel that debuff and gain ferocity. And enemies can't assist or gain bonus moves if their attack is targeting Darth Riven. So one of those is a Zeta, and that's one that they think is the best one to start with. If that's the most important one to start with, I really think the Zeta is probably enemies can't assist or attack again if targeting Darth Revan. Just because... This is a team that's built to move Jedi Knight Revan out of the meta. Jedi Knight Revan, Han Solo, you know, the CLS, Chewie teams, C-3PO, all these type of characters are, these teams are based on assist and attacking multiple times in the same turn. And if that's Mm -hmm. the Zeta, that directly prevents all the logical counters that you would have to take out Darth Revan early. 
So, um, I think that probably convinces me that that's the Zeta. And you know what? By the time you listen to this podcast, I may sound like an idiot because I could be wrong, but I don't care. That's my guess. <laughs> no. Makes sense. Uh, um, let's see. Yeah. So that's all I had from that. Now, the last thing I have here is a question and answer that was posted before we started the podcast. Okay. Now, I haven't read it. Have you? Um, I doubt it. The Darth Revan kit frequently asked questions. Oh, yes. Right, I did. I did quick. read that, actually. All right. Well, we'll have a link to it in the... Uh, we'll have a link to it in the show notes. You can go ahead and read it. Was there anything you wanted to highlight in there specifically? I don't remember. There probably... There, there were a couple things that were really interesting... Um, here I'll I'll go and pull it up because I know there was something that I found very very interesting in there, and of course links to all this will be you know down in the show notes. Yep. Uh, let's see. Oh, one of the things was the raid boss generally being considered a leader. Part of the problem, though, heroic Sith triumvirate raid phase four. Treya is the leader, and you can't target her until you take the other two out. So, not really going to be useful. Um, uh, Clarification on Darth Revan's um, healing himself. If if an attack takes him from, say, 51% health to zero, he will not equalize. But... Um, you know, if it just gets him below 50%, but doesn't kill him, he'll be able to equalize. So that's another reason to stack that health up. The bigger health pool you have just makes it that much more difficult to go from, you know, anything over half to zero. And there's not a limit on the number of times that can happen in a match. Um... Oh, th- this one was kind of interesting and is probably important for theory crafting. If Darth Trey is on a Darth Revan team, will she cleanse the Ferocity debuff? Yes, she will clear the Ferocity debuff. Darth Revan's Ferocity is applied before Darth Trey is cleansed. So you will apply the debuffs and then they will go bye-bye. So that's something to keep in mind. So that, you know, Darth Treya actually kind of weakens a Darth Revan team in that sense. Yeah, if you're getting rid of your debuffs, you're not really. That'll be rough. Yes. Because you're automatically, what was it? Uh, if you have stun, you lose it before you take your turn anyway with him. Mm-hmm. Believe so. Yep. Yeah, you're not going to need that. Um. Let's see. I think that's pretty much all the interesting stuff I had from the Q&A. All right. Well, how about a little bit of a little quick mod ideas for to get him? If I was a Swigger character, how would you mod me? Observation. Something approaching joy is now growing in my behavior core. 
that's that's a pretty oh. good one. All right. Get out of those sounders. Good old HK. Um, all right. <laughs> so why don't you tell us just I mean, because we have Karth, Candras, Juani, Bastila, and HK. I think we already covered Bastila and HK. Specifically, HK, I the team that HK is on, I don't think affects the way you should mod him at all anymore because of those the way that his uh, kit was rebuilt. So I kind of think we know what to do with HK. But Bastila, you know, hers could change. She does get the 70% health bonus. I assume that probably factors in because that's kind of important. But, um, you know, how she works in a Darth Revan team could be completely different from how she works with this team. Uh, and I'll be honest, man, I don't, I, I don't even know a starting point on the other three. So, I wanted to throw this out here. I only really wrote anything down for Karth and Johani because I don't think that there's too much you need on Candrus besides his the ability to land his dots and uh, then on top of that just being able to deal damage because of those dots. Um, so, potency might be important on Candorous, but then it might not be at all because can't Karth's leadership adds 30% potency to all uh, old Republic characters. So and you're gonna get that on Bastila as well, because Bastila is not gonna lo- be reworked before this event, so she'll still be considered old republic. So anything that is given old republic during this event, you're still gonna get it on Bastila because she's not losing that tag until the reworks go live, which we've been told is after the event. So 30% potency from a Karth lead. Bastila, that's important to have that potency uh, just to land shock on her special and ability block on her basic and also stun on her second special. So having that potency is good, but you're getting 30% of it from Karth's leadership. So if a team is used in a tier of the journey event that has Karth as the leadership... You're not going to have to worry about that potency on Bastila, but if that if there's a case where you have really low potency on her without that 30%, you might want to bump that up just a little bit just to have because those extra things in her kit really really help make her um but Carthonancy, I wanted to say also, he needs potency um because of the landing dots increases damage and heals uh, older Republic allies. So you want him to be putting out his dots to drop, to heal the uh, your team around you. But the thing about that is also Carthonassi and the team, if he's the leader, going to have 30% potency off the bat from his leadership. So might not be specific for him outside of this event, but we don't know who the leaders are going to be in the different tiers. So if he's the leader, you're always going to have that 30%. But if not, you're going to want to make sure that he's able to um, do to land those debuffs. Now, as far as another thing you want to look for on Cartho Nancy is crit chance, and I can tell you why that because his special ability. Let me just bring it up here, and figure out why I wrote this. It's a turn meter thing, 
but I don't remember exactly what the turn meter is on his for, special. For each critical hit that this attack scores, Karth gains 15% turn meter. And yeah, that so is if you want to stack to a little bit enemies. of... Uh, yeah, for, so if you're damaging every enemy and you are able to get crit hits off on every one of those, uh, there's a very good chance that Kart's going to be going again very soon. I went through and modded my characters earlier today based on these things I was looking at, and I got... I was able to get Karth up to... Let's see here, where is it? 64% crit chance, and that's by adding 27%. So you can almost get him to a one-third, or you can get him to one-third at gear 11 with 30% on there. So 40% without any any mods that add crit chance, which is pretty good. But if you add a little bit more on there, he's going to be adding that turn meter to himself. And, I mean, um, that's on a four-turn cooldown, so it's not a huge... I mean, I kind of think the... The having that high of a cooldown, it kind of kills, you know, how important crit chance is for him. But something to think about is these events. Uh, we're not. It's sh- more of a secondary. It's more of a secondary thing. If you have yes. s- speed mods with crit chance on them, or a speed mod with defense, or some of these other ones that aren't necessarily going to help him the same way, maybe drop a little two speed to get the crit chance instead of. Yes, the, for sure. The two speed higher that has defense. You know what I mean. So, and that's the idea there. Uh, depending on how this event's laid out, uh, just reading over his kit, if you have an opportunity to be killing a lot of characters because he has stacking crit chance and critical damage whenever he kills an enemy. So if it's in a situation where he might be killing a lot of enemies, you definitely want to go want to go with the offense set with some ex, you know, maybe a little extra crit chance, maybe. If you're killing a lot of characters, that may not matter too much, though, if he's getting 10% for each enemy that he kills. And that'll basically stack up as high as, you know, number of enemies there are. Mm-hmm. One thing I wanted to mention on Juhani. Juhani, I think you just need to to uh, mod her like a tank. Put defense on her. Put health and protection on her. Um, the one thing that I can mention from Juhani is that she heals herself on crits. So it's another chance to, uh, if you're thinking about crits, it's another one of those, uh, it's a three-turn three turn cooldown, but uh, deal physical damage to all enemies for each crit hit, Jahani recovers 10% health and protection. So every three turns, depending on how many crits you're able to get off with Jahani, you can probably uh, fill her back up pretty well with 10% health and protection for every crit. So having a little bit of a crit chance on Johanny is probably going to be important for all those people that aren't tr- going to try to bring her in undergeared because getting those heals off on an undergeared Johanny are going to be huge. So if you if you aren't gearing her up, I suggest crit chance for sure on her for that reason alone. Especially if she goes in and gets just completely annihilated on the first attack um, and is down to nothing. That first AoE you use with her, you're going to want it to be healing her back up. So. Something else is 
she has the ability to spell all debuffs on Jedi and Old Republic allies. That part is an Omega ability. That might be an Omega worth spending on for this event, depending on how difficult it is. Yeah, because you can probably assume that they're going to end up fighting Jedi a lot in this. I don't... I'm, those that played KOTOR will know more about what his journey was than me. But if I had to guess, I would think there would be some uh, Jedi fights in there. Yeah. So, And this is a journey. Old Republic. So we might, you know, we could possibly see one of those instances where, you know, maybe you're playing as a character and the character has to survive so long before they die or something like that, you know. We have no idea what to expect from this event. There may be a couple things like that. They're just kind of in there for the story as well. Yep. I didn't really have much for Candorous. I, I just feel like as long as he's under Karth, that potency to get those dots out are important. Um, and if you have a Karth Zeta lead, getting those dots out actually heals all Old Republic allies. So having that potency to be able to get that will continue to keep them alive, especially if they are low geared. So that is a Zeta worth thinking about because of the heals and the uh, the ability to keep your team alive if they're lower geared. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't really have anything to say about HK because we kind of covered him. But those are those are where my thoughts with these this team as I go into this event and how I want to make sure I am doing everything I can to maximize their abilities. Is there anything I'm missing? Um. I- you know, reading Candrus's kit, I mean, he does a tenacity down. He gains potency based on, because of the team that you're going to have, he's going to gain a significant amount of potency. Um, one thing I did notice is that whenever you attack a taunting death mark or, oh, sorry, no. Whenever an enemy with a damage over time effect is damaged by an attack, Candrus gains the 8% turn meter. So. Another reason you want those dots landing. Another reason you want those dots out. And his basic ability can attack three times. Uh, so if the enemy had protection before that attack, he, he will attack a third time. And that's that could be 24% turn meter that he gains. So he's one of those characters that once Tim gets going... You know, it may not matter a whole lot on his speed specifically, but you might be able to just make him a wrecking ball with damage and some potency to help get those debuffs out there in the beginning and just kind of go from there. Um, and he also has health And steal. he's super slow as it is. So I I think I got 97 speed on him. And he's only right That's around slow. 200. So... He, he's he's really slow. So he might be better off where having the turn meter boost him up and worry about damage and potency and making sure he's doing the damage yep. instead of worrying about the speed on him. Um, And, you know, like you said, with the potency, the other thing I would look at on him is health because he has 10% health still. So you'll probably want to try to load him up with health just because he can recover it, you know, I'll, Gotta love people that can uh, recover. Yep, for sure. 
Well, I think that as far as thinking about what I'm going to do, those are the main little thoughts I had. I wanted to share them here. Not, not that that's the end all be all, but hopefully that is enough to get a head start on that first day. So let me know in uh, podcast chat if you guys have any other ideas for that, because I'm really curious to make sure my mods are good going into it from the start. Now, I know my gear levels are pretty good for this, but uh, it will definitely help everyone if we're all sharing those ideas, because I want to make sure that everyone can do it with what they have and don't have to expel resources before the event that they might be putting in Darth Revan. Yep. You know what I mean? Uh, I agree, and I am not taking them much up in gear levels. So what I think I will probably do is um, I I will probably live stream at some point exactly when. I'm not sure yet, but probably the evening that this event comes out, I'm going to try to do a live stream. How's my internet going to (laughs) be? Who knows? We'll see. I might go. Do you have any friends across town with good internet? I do. Uh, one of my friends does actually have good internet, and I do have a lot laptop, and I have my lovely Yeti Nano. Um, that if you want to be able to go off somewhere else and record a Yeti Nano from Blue Designs is a great way to go. And if you go to bluedesigns.com and use the promo code SOPOD, you can get twenty percent off. So I might use that bad boy to go find some good internet and live stream. That might be a good idea. That might be the best idea, I think. I think so, too. I like it. All right. Are we ready to go into our final segment? I am. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> it's time for the sexy bearded duo to battle in their swoga knowledge in the most exciting trivia event in the Outer Rim. It's time for the Shattered Order Trivia. May the force be with you. Does this look like someone else's hand is rubbing my face? A little bit, a little bit. If if you were, <laughs> if the camera was scooted over just a smidgen, it would definitely look like that. Um... <laughs> hey, I, I just want to give you guys one last reminder. Um, modding is so important. And if you ever find yourself just asking, do you even mod, bro? You should go to bonfire.com slash do you even mod, bro, and get yourself a t-shirt. I'm just saying they're they're comfy, man. Not even kidding. Like, <laughs> I love this thing. I can't wait. Oh. If I don't have to wait another week for them to move from L.A. to get my shirt here, then I'll be wearing mine tomorrow. We'll see. All right. Well, we expect pictures. (laughs) For sure. All right. So, last week, we played quizzes uh, for trivia, and uh, it was an adventure. So, this week, we think we have the bugs figured out so that we can give you the question and the answers and then answer ourselves. We got rid of the timer, so it should be possible for us to get through this normally the way we usually do. Um, But who knows? We're going to do it live again. So um, I'm going to put up the... I'm, oh, jeez. I'm going to put up the website on on the uh, live stream right now. You can see the number in there. It is 193951. So if you go to quiziz, Q-U-I-Z-I-Z-Z dot com slash join, you can go in there. 
and uh, put in your code. Alrighty. And this is the code there. Let me throw it in chat for those that can't see it. You just tell me when you are ready to go and we will do this thing. I am ready. Oh. <laughs> mark mark your bingo square if you didn't already. I, I was going to say, if, if I mean, we're over two hours into the show. If you haven't caught a yawn yet, you ain't paying attention. Oh, that's for sure. All right, so here we go. I'm entering the game. Name. Whoa. Loading that's up. That's what I wanted. All right, enter game. Here we go. Looks like we got some people in there. Someone put in the trivia code as their name. That's cool. <laughs> All right, here we go. Three, two, one, first question. Things you should know but don't. Does isolate in PvP do damage? Mine is still loading. Is it? All right, well, I've answered the question, so I'll just wait for you. All right. Ah. <laughs> uh. All right, what was that game code? I restarted it, so we'll see. You can do it. Ah, there we go. One, go. All right. So does isolate in PVP do damage? What did you does select? It does it? I selected no. Um, it does do damage. I selected no as well. And I was wrong. <laughs> Sadly. All right. Next question. Things you should know but don't part two. All these buffs center on one person. For one of them, the central figure does not actually gain the buff. Which one is that? Translation. Secret intel. Or battle meditation. Ooh. Ooh. I'm trying to remember who does these buffs. I know I'm who sure. does all of them, but I've eliminated one. I'm not sure between the other two. I got, I got the, uh, I got my answer. I got mine too. What did you go with? Battle meditation. That's because Hoda cannot put it on himself. Hoda. Battle meditation, isn't that? That's Bastila Sean. Master's training okay. is Hoda. Well, that would have worked too. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. I guess my mix-up there still worked out. <laughs> Uh, question number three is Sith Trooper can do damage straight to health. How? His straight to health. <laughs> nice. He goes straight to health. I, I can imagine him saying that. Ah, straight to health! As he's like shooting. Um, his basic, <laughs> never. His special, always. His basic, never. His special, 
when the enemy is debuffed, his basic when the enemy is taunting, his special when the enemy is debuffed, his basic when enemy is debuffed, or his special always. I don't like this one. <laughs> Woohoo! Hmm. Woo! I got that one. Special is really always? That was Sith Trooper? Yes. Wow. Good to know. It just does so little, I never even notice it taking it away. That is true. And his basic does it whenever <laughs> the enemy is debuffed, apparently. Was, hmm. I was using him the other day, and uh, earlier today, I think, and he had counter, and I noticed that the health was decreasing. I was like, well, that's odd. Um, that's the only reason I got that one. <laughs> All right, question four. Burning does some crazy stuff <laughs> under Django. What does it do? Prevent buffs, prevent turn meter gain, prevent healing, or prevent counters? <laughs> Did the music just speed up? What just happened? My internet um, happened. I. Oh! I got it wrong. Oh, I got it I right. said prevent counters. I said prevent turn meter gain, which is the correct answer. Congratulations, you got Thank it. You, sir. Next question. How much speed does Vader gain per Empire and Sith ally? Five, of course. Eight, do you think I'm dumb? Ten, duh. Or six, you nincompoop. Did you get it correct? I'm still thinking. Hmm. I haven't got an answer yet. Hmm. Tell me your answer and then I ask me eight. the question Do I you asked you. I think I'm you. done. Yes. I said eight. Do you think? I don't know what you asked me. I was too busy thinking. Oh. Using my brain meats. I said, Do you know the answer? And then I would have replied. Do you think I'm dumb? Because eight is the correct answer. <laughs> oh, there it is. Yeah, I, I, I must be dumb to not catch. That. So there you go. Oh, that's fair. Question six. Darth Revan's kit adds a lot of new things to the game, which is not new. Can't game bonus attacks win. Delayed buff dispelling. Added speed per debuff. Immune to turn meter reduction when debuffed. Automatically changing certain debuffs to other debuffs. I don't like this. I got no idea. <laughs> I feel like I should know this, yeah. but I don't know. I well, well, the theme is stuff you should know, but you don't. So The fact that four of these are new is crazy to me. Yeah. Ah. Wow. Yeah, I, I got it wrong too. I said the. Uh, which one did I say? Added speed per debuff. Who else does that? I do not know. That is an excellent question. I put the 
bottom answer, which was... Can't... Hell, I don't remember. I picked a bad answer. <laughs> they picked the wrong one. As the final, things you should know but don't. Which of these does shock not do? Prevent healing, prevent bonus turn meter, prevent regenerating protection, and prevent buffs. What? Whew. Did you answer? Yeah, I, I picked the wrong one. The answer was prevent regenerating protection. Which I didn't know. Which I'm gonna have to check. Makes no and make sure. sense to me because I was thinking healing prevented uh, was health and protection recovery. Well, have, but I guess we'll have to. No, I we'll have to check. Well, uh, you beat me because last I saw you had four thousand points. I got three thousand. I ended up with five thousand actually. Oh well, there you go. Indeed. Not. Let's too see who's shabby. in first. How do you get to the leaderboard here? That's what I was wondering. I think Tesh might be the only one who can see the leaderboard. Must be. Alright. Well. Interesting. I like this quiz at is that works pretty good. Yeah. And I can bring it up on the stream and everything. It works out pretty well. Very nice. And if people want to go play it, they can go to quizzes.com, type in 193951 and give it a, your best go. Indeed. And uh, there you go. And we may have to get a screenshot of the leaderboard for next week. That way, every week when we go on there, we can you can see the leaderboard before we dig into the new week. I like it like sweet well is there anything else that we would like to add into episode 141 of the shadow or podcast i i am revved out for the night Bueller, so i think i'm ready Bueller. to go sleep and probably do something before i sleep to take my mind off of revan so i don't dream Smart about thinking him. yeah so i'm gonna go play apex legends and <laughs> do that i am going to go play so nap it is time. Ooh, nap. Nighttime nap. Nighttime nap. <laughs> well, everybody, thanks for hanging out this week. Good luck in your quest for Darth Revan. And we will, of course, be catching you guys next week on episode 142 of the Shadow Horror Podcast. Until then, everyone, we will catch you Anything on else? the flip side. Later. Nope. <laughs> Later. <laughs> Cautionary. I am registering excessive system damage. Systems failing, master. You've just finished with the Shattered Order podcast. Join us next week for another round.